If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm absolutely delighted to be back with you again. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be heading off to uh, Berlin to visit my newest granddaughter. She was born in December of last year. So this is going to be the first time I've met her. She's going to be three months old and that's going to be such fun. And I'm really, really excited. And then from, from Berlin, I'm flying to Amsterdam where I'm speaking at the Vacation Rental Management Association conference. And I I put the emphasis on management because uh, VRMA has recently changed its name. It used to be the Vacation Rental Managers Association, but we're now known as the Vacation Rental Management Association. Sounds like a very small change. And in fact, you know, if you look at the the word, it's it's a couple of letters have changed. It's important in that... Just using the phrase management instead of managers is more inclusive. It's inclusive of all the players that are involved. It's inclusive of the, uh, the, the staff that work in the companies, of the suppliers that deliver and provide for these companies to operate effectively. Yes, I welcome the change. It uh, doesn't seem much, but uh, I, th- I think that they've made a good decision. So anyway, I'm going to the Vacation Rental Management Association conference. So why mention this? Well, apart from the fact that I'm ultra excited about going, there is some concern. You know, I I do have some concern about flying into two of Europe's major cities, Berlin and Amsterdam, because of, of the heightened risks that are right the way across Europe. However, having said that, I'm recording this just days after the horrific attack on the mosque in Quebec City, which really brought it home to us here as Canadians that, you know, we we think of ourselves as being far away from from all the stuff that's going on in the world because we're such a lovely nation of, of, of super, super friendly people and nobody would ever do anything like that on our soil. Well, it's happened now. So, it, it really is front of mind for everybody at the moment. While I was thinking about going to Berlin and then Amsterdam, I was thinking about who I'm going to be meeting. And one couple that I can't wait to catch up with is Ralph and Karen Morehouse, who I first met in New Orleans a couple of years ago at a VRMA conference. And I went out to dinner with them and a dozen or more other people with Matt Landau and, and we had a super evening out. And I just it's just always so nice to get to know people face to face. I say this a lot, but, I, you know, it, it really, I, I really mean it. Ralph and Karen were telling me at that time about the fact that they live in Houston and they have properties in Paris and Nice. And, and I was really interested about, you know, how they manage changeovers and who, who manages the properties and, and where do their guests come from. But then since then, of course, there, there has been the two terrorist attacks, one in, one, one in Paris and one in Nice. So I thought it would be really interesting to talk to Ralph about the impact that, though, that these acts of terrorism 
has had on on his business? Um, has it stopped people coming to these locations? Are these people more fearful? And what does he have in place to to reassure them? And how is you know has he has he had to rebuild his business at all? And if so, how's he how is he doing this? On top of that, I'm also going to catch up on the the logistics of managing. Uh, a, a, an apartment in Nice and an apartment in Paris from his home in Houston. I think this will make for a really interesting conversation. So hang in there and let's pop on over to the interview with Ralph Morehouse. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today Ralph Morehouse, who hails from Houston, Texas. But uh, as you'll hear from Ralph's uh, voice, that's not where he is from. So it's uh, I'll leave. I'll go over to you, Ralph, to to say hello and let people hear where you're from. All right, Heather, thanks again for the honor of inviting me to your podcast. I'm from the UK many, many years ago, born in Yorkshire, brought up in Liverpool. Don't have my Beatles accent anymore. My, um, my son lived in Liverpool for actually most of his, um, his adult life so far, about 20, 20 odd, 25 years oh. he, he, lived in, he lived in Liverpool. And he actually lived on Penny Lane for some time. And then, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then lived in a in a fabulous apartment that overlooked the cathedral. But he now lives in Berlin, which, which is which is oh. in, interesting because that's you know I, when I started the introduction here, I said you know I'm heading to Berlin in um, in four weeks' time, and that's who I'm going to see. Great, great city, by the way. Oh, Berlin! Yes, I'm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, can't can't wait to visit Berlin, and then um, of course heading to Amsterdam for the VRMA conference, where I'm going to meet up with you and Karen, which will be fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be great. We're we're actually uh, heading heading to France tomorrow, so we're all travelling. You do a lot of um, to and froing, uh, so <laughs> you know that's that's a great segue into into your properties, which are in yes. Paris and Nice. So how did how did you get into this? and buy properties in Paris and Nice while you're living in Texas? You know, probably like many, many people in this game, it, we're the accidental uh, vacation rental owners. I'd never been to France until I came to the U.S., which may sound crazy but because it's so close, but that's the reality. I, worked for, I ended up working for a French company in New Jersey, and... Um, the headquarters was in Paris, so I started going to Paris, fell in love with it in around 91 and been going for years ever since. And in the mid-2000s, uh, we sort of trudged all over the city and uh, we decided, let's, let's, let's buy a place over there. We, both my wife and I, Karen and I, um, you know, at the time we could have worked anywhere. We said, let's, let's go to Paris. Let's live there. So we sold our house here in Houston and bought an apartment in Paris. <laughs> it sounds easy, but it isn't. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> so that was the beginning of a grand adventure. I'll come back to buying the apartment in a moment. But um, so the intention was we, we would spend six months of the year there and six months, you know, back here in the States. Anyway, family issues intervened and Karen really couldn't be away from her mother, so we we never did that move. So um, so then we started renting it out. Let me just back up a little. Um, the buying process. I'm not sure how it is in Canada, but you know, in the U.S., buying a house is relatively easy. In France, it's a minimum three months. 
So we bought a place, took three months to close on it, and then we spent about uh, about a year renovating. As we, what we'd bought was a 1900s, I think it was built 1901, uh, houseman, classic houseman apartments or building. Uh, we'd bought an apartment on the third floor, and we totally ripped it apart. Went into it. You, you had, it's one of those cases where you totally had to have a vision, uh, which a lot of people have trouble with, is, is seeing through the mess. And so we bought this place, renovated, took a year, uh, lost more hair, and it went grayer during that time. The advantage we had was that Karen, she was, she was working for Continental Airlines at the time, and her, her route was from Houston to Paris, so she was there every week and could keep track of what was going on. You wouldn't believe the stuff she carried over on her trips. We, we basically <laughs> furnished the place with stuff that she carried uh, as a flight attendant. So at the end of the year, we, we uh, turned the place over to an agency in Paris, and uh, they started renting it. After about a year, we realized we were only getting about 50% of the rent because of the fees involved. Uh, coincidentally, one of the flight attendants uh, Karen worked with had started a little vacation rental business in Paris. And so we turned it over to him at lower cost. Well, that didn't work out too well. He was, um, what shall we say, <laughs> of questionable <laughs> ethics. So in about, I think it was two, no, 2009, the end of November, we... Um, thanked him and took over so we we were full over the christmas new year period and you know we did the transition and then we took it over it worked quite well we had a website built by kigo and we're using their management system and we can come back to that later and it, it worked pretty well and then uh, my father died left me some money in 2010 we bought a place in nice we hadn't learned the lesson with Paris because <laughs> we started another renovation. And, you know, this time Karen was no longer flying Paris and Nice is much more difficult for us to get to. So we uh, totally did this by email and occasional visits. And um, we didn't have a project manager like we had in Paris. So that became one of those nightmares. I mean, some of these days I should write a book about this, but um, we survived. We had some fights with the contractors and uh, eventually we got it set in the big end of, I think it was the end of 2010, we started renting that out. And um, it was slow, but eventually it picked up. And then in um, 2014, uh, we picked up the management of a couple of more properties in Nice. So now we've got, we own two and we were managing two. And then the end of last year, we picked up another one. So we're managing three properties, owning our own two. So that's the story. We have five properties. Um, most of the action is in Nice. And, you know, obviously the two different situations in terms of people and uh, dealing with the situation in both cities. So, um, that's the background. 
Let, let's just pick up on on managing the properties from from such a distance. You know, you're, you're now you've got your own two. You manage three more. Um, how how does that work? Well, that's the challenge. I mean, there's there's three three issues. Uh, one is the distance and the time time zone. Because you know, I'm doing it from here. I I do I arrange the bookings. I do the bookings. Deal with the guests up until the point they arrive at the apartments. Uh, we have a, uh, in quotation marks, manager in Paris who has a cleaner and a handyman if needed. Uh, so he deals with the meet and greet. I mean, we don't, we don't do a departure checkout. We just get people to leave the key. So then he has the cleaner come in, uh, tells us, you know, if everything's okay, and uh, we, we, we go on our way. The problem has been Paris is a very difficult market to find staff. Well, actually, Nice is too, but we, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so we've been with this uh, guy now for, I guess, five or six years. He's, he's, a, he's a good manager. Uh, his cleaners has been a disaster. Well, not a disaster, but every time we go over, we always have complaints and you know the, the, the big problem obviously is we now that Karen's not flying we, we're not over there every week so we maybe get over twice a year you know sometimes we find out things have gone wrong from the guests which is not good you know we have conversations every time we go over and our manager says yeah 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 we'll take care of that and we come back next time you know same story we're heading over to Paris tomorrow and we're going to try Put in place a new manager and cleaner. They do come highly recommended by a lady we met um, at uh, Antonio Bortoletti's meeting in Barcelona last year. She's a Brit from London and she's had very good luck with these people. So fingers crossed we're going to try them. We've got some guests coming in March and who will use these people to do the meet and greet and cleaning and then it'll mean another trip over after that to see how they've done so as you can see it's a <laughs> because of the distance it now gets it gets pretty difficult yes I, I can i can fully appreciate that i mean you really are at the mercy of having having the confidence in in the person that you've you've chosen well what about um you know a fail safe do you have backup plans we have sort of kind of a backup which is not a very good answer there is a service started in France or in Europe now. It's called B&B Sitters. They will do the meet and greet. They will do the cleaning. They have a very good reputation. So that, that would be the backup. But the only reason we haven't gone with them is because they don't have a very good system of taking care of problems. The situation we have right now, the, you know, the guy who's doing the manager, he's got a, a good handyman. We've also got the guy who did the renovation for us who comes in and fixes things, you know, basically because he knows where everything is. Pretty well set in terms of taking care of problems. But this B&B sitters, they don't have a immediate means of taking care of problems. It's, well, you know, if, we, if the water starts leaking, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll call a plumber, which isn't the answer I want. Water leaks in apartments in Paris, 
So it happens all the time, and you know you got to deal with that immediately, and um, it's the way it is. That's where we are in Paris. Uh, we're we're going to take this leap of faith and see how it goes. If it if they're as good as we have heard, then we will switch over to him because this cleaning issue is is a constant gripe, and you know we we don't like getting bad reviews. I completely understand that. So 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 that that's Paris. What about Nice? When we uh, were doing the renovation, we'd uh, interviewed several people who could do um, meet and greet and cleaning. We used two ladies about once each time. The problem was our, our place that we own is a little on the outside of Nice. It's up on the hill with a fabulous view of the Mediterranean. So it's a great location, but it's not terribly accessible for someone who lives in downtown Nice. Um, they, they either got to have a car or, or take the bus, which which works, but they, it's not terribly convenient. We met a guy in our apartment building who was French. He actually was a another flight attendant, so we kind of had that bonding with him. And he told us of this couple who just moved from Quebec, the French Canadians, living in our building. And they were interested in getting into this business. So uh, Jean, who is probably, the, I can't speak too highly of him. I mean, he, he is magic. Um, he took over the meet and greet and the fix-its, if anything went wrong. And Marlene, his wife, took care of the cleaning. And they were fantastic. Couldn't want anything better. And they were super responsive and... It worked great. So then they actually, um, no, then I got a, the other one in central Nice. They took over managing that. And then they brought two of the other properties we have to me. You know, they, they weren't interested in doing the whole thing, the bookings and that, that stuff. But they were very interested in doing the management and the cleaning and taking care of issues. And that's the way it's gone. And it's uh, it's worked really well. Um, John is, is is fantastic in take in taking care of um, issues. And I'll tell you a story here. We had I hate to say this, some four Canadians uh, at, at one of our apartments uh, in Central Nice. Uh, actually, they were of Ru- Russian heritage. They came back late on a Sunday night in the middle of August at midnight from a night on the town. And they broke the key in the lock. Midnight, middle of August in France, is not the best time to find a locksmith. Yeah, everybody goes on holiday, don't they? They all disappear. They do. They do. Anyway, so Jean, I called him a little after midnight. He was in bed, asleep, and he got in his car, went over, uh, drove over there, was at the apartment within 30 minutes, had arranged for a locksmith and got them into the apartment in about an hour and a half. The problem was the whole deal cost 2,200 euros because they had to break the the lock and make a hole in the door to get through and un, undo the locks. Anyway, it was a nightmare. And the, these people were extremely unpleasant. You know, I, I withheld their deposit. They didn't like that. They said it was our fault. And we had a long fight, and 
billed them their deposit through PayPal. PayPal agreed with my position and kept the deposit or, or deposit, you know, refunded it back to me. Of course, they then went back to their credit card company, who, of course, sided with them. So $2,200 out of pocket for the owner. It was was a very nasty experience. But anyway, apart from that, everything has been great. Jean takes care of it. So long story. It's interesting to hear because I think as owners, we all have at least one of these stories that quite often involves a, a deposit or guest and owner coming to uh, you know having having a disagreement and and it, i think it's you know it, it's a sort of rite of passage that we we all have to go through yeah. this the problem is you know you know using you know a payment gateway you know like i was using paypal at the time i mean they they were very logical in listening to you know both sides of the story and they made a decision but that rarely was for naught because, you know, the credit card company usually sides with the, the, the user of the card. So We're all being asked to use credit cards on all occasions as far as we possibly can. But, uh, you know, th- 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 therein lies that risk that if, if a guest doesn't like something then and they want their money back, um, the credit card company is, is likely to, to side with them. So, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up because it's not something we talk about very often. No, and, you know, and, and it, was, it was threatening. You know, they were typical unpleasant people. They, they threatened, you know, if we didn't um, deal with this, we would get a bad review, and, you know, they would seek legal action. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they, they gave the whole gamut of, you know, what they were going to do. Well, you know, we didn't get any review from them. It would have been okay. I would have loved to, ha- to answer that review, but, um, you know... As we well know, it, you know, getting a bad review is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. particularly if you've got a good response. You know, guests are more confident if it's not all five-star reviews. You know, at least you've, they can see that you're human and you deal with issues. Yes, yes, it's interesting because, it, you know, guests can well, often look at a negative review and providing there is a reasoned, a reasonable non-defensive response that addresses the issues that can take away so much from any negativity that was in the review itself so that response yeah. is just so important so sorry you didn't get that opportunity to <laughs> to, <laughs> to to reply what, what do you think about the the um the airbnb concept of the reciprocal reviews then i quite honestly i think i like the idea um although again i suspect you've got to be careful you know, if you gave, I mean, I would have been very tempted to give these people a super negative review and, you know, do they then come back at you with slander or libel claims? It's an argument that's, that's that that's one that's not going to go away because I hear so so many different arguments about reciprocal reviews and, and what it does, it what, what it often does is, is prevents guests from actually saying well, when there is a real issue that, that they would like to share with other guests cleanliness issue or, or yeah. some, something that they didn't like about their stay which is is was perfectly justified and they don't want to say anything because they worry that um that they, there will be a reaction against them the next time they want to book a property and an owner goes and sees what sort of review they write so yeah yeah i think it's 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 an issue that um, is is much discussed, and uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, just I, I want to move on um, 
Ralph, to just to talk, yeah. talk about. I mean, we've talked about you. You know, you've got apartments in Paris. You've got them in Nice. Um, I started out in the introduction saying that you know I'm I'm going to Amsterdam and Berlin, two major European cities, and there's always at the back of my mind a you know a minor concern about the potential <laughs> of terrorism. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and and of course you know after the horrific event in Quebec City um, a couple of days ago, it's it's just brought yeah. it home to me that that you know nobody nowhere is is immune from this. Um, you. You experienced the terrorist attacks in Paris and one in Nice. So I'm sort of going to come back and look at it really from a business perspective. How mm-hmm. how did those events impact your business? Um, are people more fearful now? <clears throat> are you hearing this from people? You know, when I talk to people locally in the U.S., yes, they are. Now, what happened, you know, after Paris um, – we, I can only think of one case where we had someone cancel their trip. But what happened was last year was pretty disastrous in Paris in terms of bookings. Um, most of our bookings traditionally have come from the US and Canada. And with some from Australia. So that, you know, in addition to the terror issue, which clearly I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced affected the US and Canada bookings. Saving grace last year was for Paris that uh, we picked up quite a, a few a few from uh, the UK. You know, the, the Brits, well, we are Brits and I hate to say, but we're kind of used to terror. You know, going back to the IRA days and, um, you know, stuff that's happened in, in the UK. And I, I mean, it's not being blase about it, but we're a little maybe less fearful because it's happened to us. So that that's affected Paris. Now, what strangely enough, Nice, we nearly lost a couple of guests in that attack on the promenade. They literally missed being hit by that truck by about... 10 feet. So that was bad for them. And also our manager was at the restaurants nearby and, you know, he was right on the promenade too. So it could have been disastrous personally for some people. And obviously from the business point of view, it was a a worry, but it, it didn't seem to affect our business. Having gone back to both Paris and Nice, you know, since the attacks, I would say there's less of a concern in Nice than there is in Paris. We were back in Paris in December, and normally it's uh, pretty busy. You could definitely see there were fewer tourists around. And, of course, with other – everyone was complaining the, the number of tourists. You know, I've had numbers, you know, about 30 or 40% down. Our current manager, who also manages several other properties – says the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's been quite disastrous in Paris. Strangely enough, this year, the advance bookings for Paris are looking quite reasonable. Uh, you know, I was pretty panicked um, around Christmas time because we had nothing until May. You know, four months without any, any guests is pretty horrible. 
particularly since November and December, had also been empty. So that's six months without a guest. Uh, but it's picking up. Um, I'm looking at my calendar here, and it's it's looking quite nice. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, nice, um, as I say, from the number of tourists in Nice, uh, we were there in November, uh, which is you know relatively quiet season anywhere. But there was anyway, but there was plenty of uh, guests around and. Uh, there didn't seem to be a, a, a big concern about drop-off in, in in tourism. Now, whether that will affect guests from the U.S. and Canada, I don't know. Although I think some of the advanced bookings we've got are from both the U.S. and and Canada. It's a question mark. We're going, you know, we're going over tomorrow, and we're going to both Paris and Nice, and we'll we'll see what the the mood is, but. Um, it's it's a problem. There are travellers who are becoming more resilient now, poss- possibly appreciating that you you can't put your head in the sand and, and sort of stay home forever. No, well, I mean, I, I always tell guests who people who question this. They, you know, I say, well, the chances are you're going to get killed going to the airport in your car more than you are mm-hmm. being in in you know in a terror incident. Um, it does. It. I mean, it with us. I mean, we 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 travel a lot. You know, I travel all over the world, and you, it it's more in the back of our mind than it was. I mean, we're we're going to a car show in Paris next week. You know, so there's going to be a lot of people there, and it'll you know it'll be in the mind. But you'll still be going. We'll, we'll still be going. Yeah, we yeah. we went last year. You know, and it was closer to the the, the terror attack in in Paris, so we still, we still went. We we all spend a lot of time looking at media stuff um, and mm-hmm. and seeing how the media can drive attention, and they always have done. You know, drive the attention to to, to the big stuff, to the to, to the shock and awe type of yeah. um, of of reporting, because that's bringing them in the the listeners and the viewers and the the readers. And mm-hmm. it, you know, they generally ignore the the good, happy stuff, which is the ninety nine point nine percent, ninety nine point nine nine percent of of Correct. the um, of of the time. So I think perhaps we're we're all beginning to become a little bit more savvy about how we read media, how we read the um, yeah. the reports that come out. Um, we live in a different world. One thing I try to do with guests is I try to talk to them. You know, if this concerns I, you know, I can give them my perspective and, uh, you know, tell them how wonderful the, the, the things, the sites are in the various cities and, you know, all the stuff that they, they can do and uh, just try and take their mind off it and just, you know, okay, you keep it in the back of your mind, but you focus on the good things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've, you've, been in, you've been in the business a while. You've, you're using lots of different resources, and you did mention Kigo. Um, so I'd, I'd just like to um, to ask you to to share a couple of the resources that that you currently use um, that yeah. make make your business systems easier to manage. The properties, obviously, we've got our own website, and we we list on Home Away, VRBO, and Flipkey. Only only our properties are on Flipkey. The others are on Home Away, and and obviously on our own website. I no longer use Kigo. I've tried a few systems since then, which, um, what shall we say, didn't work out. 
Uh, <laughs> we could have a whole talk on that, but I, I'd be maybe accused of uh, some bad comments. But anyway, um, I'm not getting enough inquiries on my, on my website, and that, that's my whole focus this year is to, is to increase that. And um, I'm working with Dawn Shears. Of, so she, she, she took my disaster of a website by a certain commercial uh, vendor, and she's done this for a couple of others too, and uh, turned it into something that's not too bad. Uh, but I'm, you know, I, I haven't got the visibility that I would like, so that's my focus this year. But in terms of helping manage what I do get, I'm using Seb Grosjean's system, Booking Sync. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seb's such a great guy, and he's uh, oh, so, yes. just so responsive to to any thoughts and ideas that anybody has. I mean, I'd. I'd, I'd, you know, if, if I was out there um, looking for something, then Seb would definitely be on my list of people to go to. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. And, and you know, all his, his staff are the same. They, um, they're just super helpful. And, and Seb particularly, I mean, he'll, he'll get back to me in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> I'm also hooked up with, um, uh, with Vince at Fetch My Guest. Oh, excellent. How's that, how does that work for you? I think the system is very, very good, and it, it's giving some visibility outside of just the fetch. But what what fetch does right now is it it collects the inquiries from home away and Flipkey sends them over to Booking Sync, and then I deal with it in Booking Sync in terms of you know dealing with the guests, sending payment requests. Um, we've had a few issues with. Home away, who seems to change their system constantly, and that's caused Vince some um, some problems with the link uh, with Booking Sync. Again, generally, it Vince is super super helpful, and you know, take care of pro- takes care of problems. I think he's talking at your conference, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yes. definitely worth listening to. It. Um, He's uh, he's got he's got something quite interesting going, and uh, you know, again, trying to keep us or help us be independent of the big listing sites. So those are the the main conduits to you know getting the guests. Uh, I'll just add one thing. I mentioned PayPal earlier. Used to use PayPal exclusively for payments for the bookings. Um, one thing I didn't mention was oh, I do all my uh, rents in euros. I have a French PayPal account, which is interesting, but it works. Anyway, I, I switched over from that to Braintree. I don't know whether you've ever heard of Braintree. They're, they're actually a branch of PayPal, but they're very useful for dealing with foreign currencies. And that works quite nicely. You know, I'll get a payment. It'll be in my bank in France for the next day. Take it in euros. You know, people can use credit cards or however they deal with with the rain tree uh, window or portal, and it works good. I've been talking with Richard Vorton at Rintivo. He has a a payment system called VacuPay that is linked with BookingSync. Because I've got some involvement with Rintivo with this this new uh, crowdfunding uh, deal, Richard's been doing uh i i'm going to switch to VacuPay, and i don't see any reason why that won't work as well as as braintree 
But uh, these are useful um, portals that if you have to deal with foreign currencies, which I do. You know, a lot of my, you know, I have guests from, oh, obviously Europe, which is easy because it's euros, um, occasional uh, guests from Australia, occasionally from the Far East, you know, um, Dubai, Hong Kong, China, Japan. So when you're dealing in multiple currencies, it's uh, it's useful to have a, a portal that can deal with them easily. That's a lot of resources, and I, I should, I'm going to put all the uh, I'll put all the links to all of them on the show notes, so uh, people can take a look. Great, you know, great. Booking Sync, yeah. Catch My Guest, Braintree, uh, Rentivo, VacaPay. So make sure I've yeah. got everything out there, so anybody wants to take a look, <laughs> they can. Okay, if you were to buy another property today, give me Would- two things you'd do differently this time round. I would be close by. Well, I guess two things. Either we'd buy a property that's ready to go or we would do a renovation job, which, you know, I kind of enjoy, but not from 5,000 miles away in a foreign language. You know, obviously, if we bought another place and we, we've kind of toyed with the idea of something in Spain might be interesting, we would probably go and live there while we were renovating so we can uh, see what's going on because you've got to have when you're doing a renovation you've got to have hands on eyes on unless you've got a lot of money to turn it totally over to a uh, you know project manager with an open checkbook uh, which we kind of sort of did the first time in paris um it wasn't a bottomless budget, but uh, it cost more than it should have done. So that's my recommendation. Uh, Anything if, else you'd do differently? You know, deal, deal, dealing with properties in, in overseas is, is a challenge because of the laws and regulations, and we haven't even touched on that. You know, each country has got issues. I mean, we, we're hearing, you know, we know that the Airbnb story now worldwide. I mean, those cities, you know, like Berlin is, is clamped down. Uh, Paris has got you know, rules um, that have been there for, for many years but have now been enforced. London is the same. So it, it's growing worldwide. And unfortunately, you know, Airbnb's success is, is hurting us. So, and the problem is when you're dealing with a different language, you know, it's difficult dealing with the bureaucracy. Okay, so we so, are we are going to meet up in Amsterdam. Yes, looking month. forward to it. Uh, we'll... Uh, We'll we'll show you a few nice restaurants if we've got time, and uh, that, that sounds good. Show, you, show you around this absolutely fabulous market, which Karen has already <laughs> got her sights set on. She used to bring stuff back every time, so there's lots of them fun things to do. Okay, well, I shall look forward to that, and um, yes, and we will. You know, I'm going to hear all about the things that you haven't talked about. <laughs> Yes, you will. Which is a little unfair to our listeners, really. But you know, I, you know, you never know. Come, come, come to the Vacation Rental Success Summit, and uh, I, I may dish the dirt. And Ralph, you're going to be there anyway. So. Yes, yes. Or contact me directly. Ralph, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with it you has. today. It, it really has. You know, I since since we met in uh, New Orleans back in. I mean, we talked before on 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 uh, digitally. Before that, yes. it, was, it was great yeah. to meet up with you and Karen. And, and as yeah. I say, it's going to be good to, uh, to get back in touch next month. Indeed. You're so, looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, safe travels and uh, see you in Amsterdam. Yeah, will do. Thank you.
Thank you, Ralph. Great conversation and some really good links there. Um, always great to talk to owners about the resources they use because there's so much out there. And and it's it, it's interesting because I, I hear these names. I hear um, Seb Grosjean from Booking Sync, who, you know, I can't recommend highly enough. Just, just from actually sitting down in Barcelona last year and just having a, a long conversation with him. He's a guy I'd really love to work with. And um, uh, Vince Perez from Fetch My Guest, as Ralph said, he's coming to the Vacation Rental Success Summit to give a talk. It was great to hear from Ralph that he's, he's using Fetch My Guest and, uh, and, and that's working for him. And of course, um, Richard Vorton from Rentivo and Vacapay, um, you know, do go along and have a look at, um, at Rentivo and see what these guys are doing because I think it's you know it, it's it's making he's making changes in this industry and and Richard and Rente, Richard and his team uh, at Rentivo are you know it, it's it's a company to watch and I think we should be taking note of what they're doing to help us all achieve independence. So so that's it for another week. It's been an absolute delight being with you uh, being with you again. Um, so we've got a lot of great. Great people coming on the podcast over the next uh, few weeks. I'm trying to interview every speaker that's coming to VRSS. Um, some of them have already been on the podcast a couple of times. I may not revisit that, but we'll be going through all the speakers and the value they're going, the, the value they bring to everybody in the marketplace, and the value that they're going to bring at uh, VRSS. So uh, keep a listen out for that and. In the meantime, have a great week and I'll be with you again soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.